It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is, when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video, so it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect. Design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there and welcome to Thursday. It's 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name is John Holmberg. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett Fastley. No Dick Toledo. For the next few days, he's wheels up, as his uh, as a Facebook and Instagram page would like to remind us. He is in the plane on his way to Bangkok. And his, the picture's fantastic. Half his family still concerned about COVID. He and Alex, not at all concerned about COVID, which is fine. Uh, they've got two of them in masks, which automatically just screams that there's arguments going on at that place all the time. There's an argument involved here. Oh, yeah. Because mom and her natural son masked. Dad and his natural son unmasked. What's it? What's it scream out at the house that we fight about this all the time? And they're on a plane, and all I see, she's smart because they're heading to San Francisco. So that crowd true. on that plane—that's probably true. That, that's you're going to avoid arguments. Excellent point. That the uh, the liberal San Franciscans are going to look at that and go, "They're good people." <laughs> yeah. Except the the seat behind looks like. Uh, there's like six people in the row behind them in the picture Toledo posted. There's a baby. And I mean like a pretty new one within inches of the seat that uh, Toledo's son is sitting in. Right behind him, there's a guy holding something, another child, and some lady. There's four people in that three-seat row. 
with an infant. Oh, coach. Yuck. Toledo Toledo did the right thing, though. He sat across the aisle from Lisa and the kids. He's like, I'm on my own. You take him. That's horrible. Yeah, because he's the biggest one of the bunch, so you take them. But, oh, my God. That flight, that, that, that is coach personified right there. Infant, about a five-year-old, some guy, who coach looks, nightmare. some guy who looks miserable, and then, uh, you know, some lady with a baby on her lap. That is going to, at least, hopefully that's not the flight from San Francisco oh, to Tokyo. Man. Does Allegiant fly to Tokyo? Uh, I don't know. Or? I don't know how he got on these Spirit <laughs> Airlines flights all the way over the Pacific, but he's gotten on it. So, adios, Toledo. This is the last, uh, probably the last we'll hear from him. There's two stops before they get to San Fran. Yeah. Well, one's <laughs> Nevada, which is weird. They go the wrong way first. And yeah. then, yeah, they're probably going the west to east for the uh, savings. It's a 38, 40-day flight. Might as well take a hot air balloon. Well, good luck to the Toledos and all their, uh, their masked endeavors. I like that. I don't care. Alex is not my son. You're wearing a mask. <laughs> okay, Mom. Jeez. Look like an idiot. And they're in masks. Off they go to Thailand. And the fun thing about Toledo's Thailand trip, Flip was here yesterday, a couple other people that find out about it. Nobody says, oh, that'll be fun. Everybody goes, why are you doing this? Why Thailand? Thailand is like 15th on the list of everybody who wants to travel. But go get them, kid. We're all proud of you. Taking your first step over the Pacific. And yeah, that's a big step. Landing in Thailand. I mean, I go to, I, I, don't, I have no interest in uh, the Asian countries. The languages are too hard. I don't like the food that much. I got enough of it here. I like American versions of Asian stuff. When you get into the reality of it, it's too much. Like fish sauce like and all that. Living Whoa. fish heads yeah. and like st- I, I'm not. The language is impossible to figure out. The people are probably very nice. The architecture, meh. And sadly, the only reason I'd want to go to Japan is for, uh, frankly, to see what we did. I'd run. I'd go right over there and start crying, taking a look at all those shadow people that we blew up when we dropped the sun on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. I'd go to those things, but I, I can see a big city in the United States. But I'd go to the nuke sites. Man, take, take a look at those folks running away. Their shadows are on the ground. Turn that off. Can't wear flags. A, oh, that's right. Well, I can't. These colors don't run. <laughs> I do what I want. And they'd be like, look at that American over there. I'd be, I'd be in a Hulk Hogan shirt, standing there looking at the blown-up parts of Nagasaki, saying, yep, the reason you guys started making TVs and VCRs for us is because of this right here. We made you nicer. Siding with Germany. What a bunch of pricks. But yeah, I got no interest in uh, the Asian countries. But there he goes. Toledo's an odd bird. He's never been a normal guy. Never once in the history of knowing him. Has he expressed, like, interest in Asian culture or Thailand or anything that goes? And that's his first big Could trip. be an annual thing now. Best thing about it is the stories that are going to come out of this. Yeah, if he makes it an annual family gathering. Oh, the masks. That would bother me. 25 hours. Oh, man. She's going to wear that the whole way. The masks. And I don't blame her. Masks on a play. If, you, if, you, if I was riding in coach, I might be in a hazmat suit. I'm not doing that anymore. I've seen coach and what happens back there. The general population and coach on any airline, we make fun of the, the discount ones, but any airline and coach, you're basically flying with Sholo's uh, Walmart. That's essentially what goes back there. Everybody that goes to the Sholo Walmart, I'm, I'm masking up too. Lisa's right. You probably remember the flight to Australia, how many times you stare up that map up front oh. that shows where you are Non-stop. over the water. It doesn't look like you're moving. <laughs> you just stare at it. That was a 15-and-a-half-hour flight to Sydney. Supposed to be. It was longer coming back or something. We had some headwind going. It was like, what's going on? 
or, or maybe it was going out. I remember it was like 18 hours when we yeah. left to get there, and I'm like, what is happening? I can't stand three hours to Chicago, let I, alone same. 15 hours yeah. to yeah. Australia. And those wheels go up in L.A., or, and you're on your way over there, you realize this is going to be a nightmare. This, this, I am in for 15 hours of something. It's two work days for your average Joe. Uh, but, yeah, that flight's brutal. And I can't imagine doing it with a couple of teenage boys in coach. Oh. And on the way back, there'll be one less teenage boy at least. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the good news is they're going to have some leg room and some – Save some money on luggage. <laughs> yeah, space for stuff to put in that seat they bought uh, when they're trying to get him out of jail from, the, from a distance. Then last night we get a text from Toledo. Here's my uh, phone from uh, Thailand. Here's the number I'll be using. In Th- yep, that'll work. Yeah, we're never going to hear from you again. Goodbye. <laughs> Thailand, Toledo. So what's he coming back with? My guess is some sort of uh, carved elephant. I know what he's coming back with. And diseases? What? No, a wood box surrounding his body. There's no way he's coming back normal. He's dead, Brady. We're going to have to pick him up at the airport. He's got no family here. you signed for it? His dad's not coming. It's going to be you and me. (laughs) We're going to have to go down to the airport on that weird side where they they drag the body. You ever been on a plane uh, when they've taken a casket out? I've only seen it. Uh, When you're on it, they make you stay on it. I think mine was military guys. And they uh, they won't let you off the plane until those guys get off first. It was it was kind of cool, but at yeah. the same time, everybody's just poking their head out the window to watch that go. It was really odd, like the flags and the. It came off of just a commercial airline. They got them from wherever we started. I can't remember if it was Dallas or something, and then brought them here. And uh, there was a guy that they had that we have to let someone else off. Unload off first. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, okay. And some somebody in the plane knew, oh, that means that there's a military body on them. I'm like, yeah, that's gross. They're transporting that stuff all the time, evidently. Well, we'll have that with Toledo. And there'll, be no, there'll be no American flag on it. He knows better. <laughs> God, the emails from that got hilarious. Him saying he won't wear USA stuff. What are you going to do? Uh, good luck, Toledo, and family of masks. I hope you all make it. Well, I hope most of you make it back okay. Uh, I had the weirdest night last night you can imagine, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, fed the dogs. Megan fed the dogs. It was probably about five thirty, six o'clock. Uh, come in the house after they eat and they're goofing around. We're, we're dog sitting, uh, this tiny little poodle for Megan's old lady friend, Paula. So we've got that. We're just not even letting them interact just in case there's trouble. This little dog can't defend itself. That Scooby snack would be yeah, even playing. My dogs know how to rough house with each other and get, get a little bit tough. And if he decided to get in the mix, he would, he's so frail and I'm sure poodles are very, pliable so he'd be all right but we're not even risking it so we got him in one side of the house and then the my uh the the four we've got on the other side and they come in to basically the game room area where i'm hanging out with them megan's got the poodle in the other room after they all eat and everything's fine uh i go in the other room and i come back and my dog jack my uh uh, beautiful jack ham my man jack ham is sitting on the couch and he was fine when i left to go pee and i come back from peeing and he's looking at me going oh like human noises. Oh, he's not growling. And I'm like, are you all right? His eyes are all goofed up. He looks like he's dizzy. He gets up and he stands there and he just starts going, oh. oh. And I'm like, this is not good. So I'm touching him. I'm trying to find like what happened. Is he cut? Did he hit his head? He's wagging his tail. Oh. I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep an eye on this for a second. And he just stands there kind of. Waving back and forth, making a oh every once in a while. I'm like, what's going on, Jack Ham? Oh, gets on my lap. And he's a big boy. He gets up on my lap and he just crams into me. 
He starts to shake a little bit, and I'm like, what is going on? Finally, I just go to an emergency vet. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I, I have no clue what he's done. Go to the emergency vet, and the vet uh, that we go to knows us for other dogs, and uh, get him in there, and we're, we're going to check his vitals because he isn't acting normal. I'm like, no, he's not. They take him back, check his vitals. She comes back, and she goes, um, yeah, uh, his vitals are fine. I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, everything's perfect. I'm like, yeah. And then Jack's leaning on me. Oh, in the vet's office. He won't stop going, oh. She goes, uh, my guess is he got into your stuff. And I'm like, my stuff? What stuff? What are you talking about? She goes, does he get into the garbage? Or I'm like, no, not at all. Nothing. I mean, I was with him all but one minute, and he was in. there was no nothing he could have gotten into. And she goes, it's not that I'm I'm not judging, but he's high on marijuana. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, he's high on, on pot. He got into your pot. I'm like, I don't have any pot. I don't smoke pot. I don't. I don't have it. No gummies, nothing. I'm like, nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. She goes, it's amazing what a small amount of pot can do to a dog. And I'm like, is it bad? And she goes, it can be. I don't think this is. She goes, she goes frankly, my boyfriend does it, and our dog licked the bon- bong resin once, and same exact thing. And she goes, my guess is he's high on, on pot. And I'm like, I don't know where that was. So then I'm like starting to get furious that somebody flicked a joint over the wall or like <laughs> – God, yeah, the, you like, never know. How to get it? Right. It's like there's no other way to get pot at my house. Like there's nothing. Somebody's messing with him and gave him weed. And meanwhile, I got this sitting next to me. He's miserable. He's on a trip and he hates it. He's going, he's high as a kite and he hates it. Still high when I left this morning. Trying to get on the doggy bridge. Can't get there. Only thing I can figure out, maybe, is, well, A, somebody walked down the alley and flicked and he picked it up. 20 minutes before he ate dinner, and then it kind of got in him later. It's a big flick at my house to, to shoot a, a joint it, into the backyard. I don't but think wouldn't be surprised he would even eat that. Right. Or he found a bud. We did have irrigation. Megan has no more gummies or no, anything left? No, he didn't even know. There's, he hasn't been in the room that the gummies used to be in. Anyway, he wasn't even in the kitchen. He's on the other side of the house. So I'm like, what is going on? Can't figure it out. Um, the irrigation, she said it can trap, like if somebody put it in a, like put weed in a, dumped it out of a thing, the, basically it's sewer water into the little irrigation canal that goes I've by. I've got another theory. Could have gone there. What is it? Maybe. It's years ago, but maybe it was a little Ralphie leave behind. <laughs> that might have dried up by now and five summers later. And maybe. that Ralphie edible, one <laughs> of his Ralphie leave that. If, if, if Ralphie's edible survived all the mowing and weed eating, it was just finally, maybe, boy, that would be an odd one. And we'll never know. The only other thing I could think, and me, I left, I slept on the couch with him last night because he was, he was worried. Like you could tell this, he was paranoid, like noises would happen. He'd start looking around like, man, this, you're McFeely. Like all of a sudden my dog is Larry and, uh, and I don't know what to do. And oh, everyone, like he's a ghost. And he's just sitting, his, dial, his eyes are all dilated. Skip Katera could have left something, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I checked for anything. Like, he's never, he hasn't been in the bathroom. Yeah, just There's no pills through. in the dog's room. There's nothing. Uh, Troy and the fellas partying. They've been gone. So their house is under construction. There's, they, and there's no way to get, he would, he had, to get close to their house, he'd have to leave the backyard. Mo come by for a visit That's what I'm wondering, or? if I had anybody from, like, Mo or Larry or Curly. I don't know who else could have been there. We have no Wheaties that have come over to the house at all. We did find around the irrigation uh, thing, 
a couple of mushrooms. But were they? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Wild mushrooms. But it's. she said, we'll just keep an eye on them. Hopefully that's what it is. I, I don't know what else it could be, but she said. What I'm, about when you're out of, ta- out of the town on the weekend, the that's what we were wondering over. if the, the girls you never know yeah, they might have had i don't care if she doesn't right she hit one outside and jack found it. but potheads don't just chuck the and last I don't think of it the dogs down. would pick it up no potheads are meticulous about putting things out flushing them they've been it's been illegal for so many years they don't just cavalierly toss that last little hit down i've never seen a pothead just flick a cigarette out of their hand they usually they put it out on something hold on to it and put it in the toilet or the, they put it under water or they save it. Like they'll save even the last little bit. Like if she had a bud, like a little tiny, like yeah. she's rolling her own at the, I don't know, but it's the strangest thing to see a dog that's high as a kite. And looked around your house for a roach clip, man. Yeah. I was looking for all sorts of stuff. I'm like, do we have <laughs> a pothead sneaking in and out of here feeding just one of my dogs? I thought he hit his head. It was like this weird concussive, oh, every once in a while. Very like, verbal. That's a person's noise. It wasn't growling. It's the same as me going, oh, God, oh. What if he started talking? I, I felt like he was going to for He's staring right at me. And it's kind of funny when you're like, okay, he's just high on something. And he's just staring at me from the end of the couch. Oh. Like, are you on? Felt his stomach. Maybe this was another theory I had. He's been uh, picking up dead birds, and maybe one of the birds ate a joint. I don't know. Or I got theories going all over the place. But uh, the, but the mushrooms are the ones that made me because they're kind of toxic though. So it, he might get throw up or drool or what. I've had a dog lick a mushroom and they end up yeah, drooling. Yeah, they can purge like crazy. on that stuff. Most yeah. of the time, they I say that, but don't know. No, we'll see. Maybe one of those Harris hawks that hangs around uh, picked up a weedy. Grabbed his stash and dropped it in the backyard. We looked everywhere. There's nothing. Or someone in Crazy. your neighborhood is just throwing doobies over yeah, your just wall. Yeah, chuck a doobie to the black dog. He'll take it. <laughs> Negro dogs love weed. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. None. That's but wild. The vet thinks my dog's high. And there's nothing worse than the judgment. Uh, and she was super sweet. The vet is awesome. The vet met up on uh, Cave Creek in uh, uh, 101. Uh, she's so she was so nice, and she's looking at me, going, That's, "You got into your weed." And yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, I weed. know, I know, you don't smoke. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. Okay, your weed that you don't have is in your dog. I'm like, I don't have any weed. Uh, it's okay, right. sir. They legalized. Sure I don't, you don't. Smoke, you don't smoke weed. Then it's your cocaine. I'm not <laughs> on that. But no elevated levels of vitals. I mean, she was like, "I'm not even really that concerned if he starts throwing up like crazy. Bring him back." But. She goes, I touched his stomach. It's not like he ate something that he's uncomfortable. He's, he's So did you go by there this morning before you left? Oh, yeah, I slept with him on the couch. I, oh, he, okay. He's hanging with me. Is he still moaning? Oh, yeah. I touched him. I said goodbye to him this morning. He looked up at me. He goes, oh. He's, she said it could last like 24 hours. Wow. So I'm like, okay. So 12, 15, 24 hours. He's starts baked. In. He was cooked. And I mean. Let's hope that's it. Gonzo. It's crazy. And there is a chance that somebody had like an edible cookie or something that they chucked over the fence. But I don't know. What about Adderall or anything like that? No, any, Adderall would have been an elevated heart any rate. Any speckled trouts? Or- had, no, no, any of my California sunshines, all gone. It's in me. Oh, sometimes I feel it. But yeah, that's what she's like. If it was a drug that was designed to bring him up or down, we'd see that in his heart rate and his vitals and stuff. She goes, he's totally normal. Like when I went to Larry's house... And he lit that six-foot grain silo bong in his garage and filled the thing like a forest fire. 
And then I power hit. I took one little tap off the top of that, and I looked at him, and I'm like, "Larry's trying to kill you." Larry's he had Keith. I'd never done it before, and I'm just done. I'm cooked out. We went to the hospital. Same exact thing. I'm going. Oh, I told Larry, I'm like, "Look, dude, I need you to drive me to the hospital. Why? Because I'm having a heart attack right now, and I don't want to die in this filthy house. My house isn't filthy. <laughs> I've judged it. We're leaving. Let's go to the hospital." <laughs> They were closing the kitchens. Matter of fact, I'll go to county if I have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. He was in the midst of uh, trying to remodel his cabinets himself, and for some reason, laundry was all over the kitchen. I just remember, I can't die in this. I can't die in here. I have to die somewhere that's done. And uh, and then we left uh, and went to the hospital, and the nurse had the same reaction. All your vitals are because I thought my lung collapsed. My lungs collapsed. I walked into the hospital. My lung is collapsing and I'm having a heart attack, and they wheeled me right back into the. EKG. Was it a, a denial at first? Or like, have you been smoking? No, not at oh, all. Okay, okay. Nothing. Like, look, my I, they were worried as because they saw a They're guy. Like, look. I'm going. <laughs> my lung is collapsing. I'm having a heart attack. Have you been in an accident? No, I'm having a heart attack. And they drug me back into the room. EKG'd me. The doctors were concerned. They, I thought they were going to cut my shirt off. They lifted it and they were getting kind of like, get your shirt off. I'm like, get, get, breathe. I'm dying of a heart attack. EKG come back. I sit in the lobby, and then the nurse comes over, and she goes, your vitals are absolutely normal. Everything came back just fine. What did you do today? And I looked at Larry, and I'm like, I hate you. And Larry's like, tell her. You should tell her. I'm like, yeah. My friend and I were in his garage, and he lit it on fire with bales of weed because he's a member of the cartel. <laughs> did you try it? Yeah, I did one thing, a little bit, over the top of this giant grain silo. He warned me not to do it, and I did it. You're high, sir. You've wasted our time. I'm like, oh. Sign out here. You're just freaking out. I'm like, oh. And then we just started to giggle for an hour. My dog Jack Ham has not found the giggle phase yet. He is not happy with it. So if you're a jackass and you're chucking edibles or flicking, because there's double fencing. It would be so hard to flick something into my backyard that, that happened to get the dog. Would Let alone really would he pick it again? Would he pick the butt up? He'd have to it, be there. They'd yeah. have to know he was there. And you can't just like my my fencing is doubled because I built an alley for the irrigation guy. Yeah. So it's a fifteen to eighteen foot gap between the fence and the yard. Well, if you know, so it's a double gap. You can't even get back in there. It's it would have been a hell of a it would have been a hell of a no to go. I bet that dog that I've never seen is on the other side of that second fence. If if somebody was up to no good, that it would just been a goof. But hopefully that's what it is. Because if it's something else. Take those shrooms out if you have any more. Oh, we, we go, I golfed them right out. Them. Of okay. They're gone. Yeah, there's nothing. There were only like three or four. I'm like, it's too dry and hot outside for shrooms. But with irrigation, it gets really gooey around that area. So, I don't know. It was a weird night, though. That's the other thing, too. You never know what could float in right. from recent irrigation. That's, that's when the uh, vet was kind of done judging me and thinking that I'm a liar. She goes, And I said, we had irrigation. I mean, maybe she goes, well, plenty of stuff can get into that. Said, Normally, those are just open... And ours is yep. just some open water line down 20th Street. Yep. And anybody can dump stuff in there. So Pothead might have thrown a stash in that. It popped up through my irrigation valve. And uh, I have no idea. Oh. You haven't lived, though, until you've oh. seen a dog moaning like an old man. Oh. He's miserable. He is miserable. He is a poster for reefer madness right now. He's everything you like as a parent, you should show your kids about this is what you want to be like. This. This zombified, moronic idiot. Here, look at him. He's stupid. No. Well, Kiva, being a husky, are so, she's so vocal. You're yeah. told that. The huskies yeah. are. And that happens not so much of a groaning, yeah. but it's a higher pitch when the cat 
if Kiva's laying down and the cat yeah. just walks by, kind of circles around. He gives a Yeah. Oh, my, uh, Jack Ham talks. But yeah. it's dog talk. It's like funny because it's a dog noise. These are people moans. And the weirdest thing in the world. Left the room, came back, and oh, oh, oh. What's going on, buddy? Let me just curl up oh. in your lap. And then he did. 70 pounds of him just crammed up in my lap. I'm like, what is going on? Oh. And you can get him a job in our promotions department here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he looked and oh, acted just up. like our promo team. And, they, and he said things that the promo team said, because last week Jeff uh, looked at me and he goes, oh, daddy, I'm seeing things. That's exactly what Jack said. That's what our promo team says to me all the time. Sign up, bro. Yeah, that's it, bro. You sign up to go see Jack White, bro. <laughs> yeah, I left the room and I came back and he had Pandora on Wilco. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Something's wrong with my dog. <laughs> rushing, rushing right to the vet yeah, He's looking at me and he's got purple sunglasses on. He's got Mountain playing in the back. I'm like, what are you, a Leslie West fan now? When did that happen? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's it was weird. It's uh, yeah. So that's on my mind because uh, I left when I left him. I left him laying on the couch with his eyes were looking at me. He didn't even lift his head. His eyes were looking at me. Like, still, still high, old man. Let's hey, hope Ashley come home today. He's he's <laughs> off his high. Man, you don't understand. A proletariat. Works against the bourgeoisie. I'm like, what's Jack Ham? You're an asshole. You've been reading Karl Marx. What if you come home and there he is laying next to a hacky sack and he's just <laughs> oh, staring at you? I'd have to. I'd have to. I'm afraid I'd have to part ways. <laughs> Some little Rasta caps yeah, on and want, stuff. Got an, <laughs> not just a pothead, but an annoying one. My dog constantly reminds me it's 4:20 somewhere. Oh God. He's got to steal your face shaved in the side. <laughs> he's a mess. So we'll see. Legalize it, bro, for dogs. No. So I hope that's it. I hope he hasn't got a rare disease that hit him in five minutes. I hope he had a reaction to food that made him high as a kite. But the vet, and the good thing was, the vet told me. uh, And he didn't purge. No, he didn't throw up. So it was just something in his system or chemical in his system. Maybe he's got fentanyl. But fentanyl would have, maybe he would just passed him out. But he was was miserable. The... uh, I happen to know some high-ranking official at the uh, Humane Society. Uh, they had their dogs get into their stash. And the story's hilarious because it would have been news if any of them had anything go wrong. That, you know, these people who work at this. Sure. Yeah, and it was like, oh, my God. And the story is very funny because the dogs just got. so. And I've talked to, I've, you know, talked to a couple of friends. They're like, oh, pothead friends. are like, my dog got into mine once, got an edible. And for four days, wasn't normal. I'm like, no kidding. They don't metabolize it the same way. They don't do anything. So hopefully, and that's the best I can hope for. So I'm, my brain's on that. And those mushrooms are got to be kind of on the brain, too, because he's hallucinating. You can tell he's seeing stuff that's not there. Because like, he's looking at you, but he's like a thousand-yard gaze. And it's just, and he was, uh, I couldn't tell. Like right now, it would be like right now saying, hey, Brady, how are you? And you're like, I'm fine. I leave and come right back in, and you're just sitting there staring at the wall. It kicked in. In 10 seconds. I'm picturing him just hearing your voice. What's going on, Jack? Have the drugs kicked in yet? 
And that's all he kept hearing because we're trying to be extra nice. Who wants a cookie? Does Jeff have a cookie? Oh. What's wrong, little fella? <laughs> I hear your blood flow. I hear your blood, bro. You want to watch Jeopardy with Daddy? Jeopardy. In the God of the Vida. <laughs> yeah, he's seeing Indians on a hill. He's writing door songs. It's- I was going to say, if you show up and Bob Marley's <laughs> blasting out of that room, just bring right the back steel to the steel drum. He's just looking at me. It was weird. But, I, I man, that's all I can think about is that hope the vet didn't seem concerned. And that's always good when the vet's like, you're fine. Uh, keep an eye on him just in case. But uh, if his, if something was bad, his vitals would be going bananas, and they're not. So. Stash your weed a little bit better. It, yeah, basically, that's right. I, <laughs> still still don't think she, yeah, I still don't think she believed anything about my story. And I'm like, we don't have pot in our house. I, it's a wholesome environment. Yeah, all right. Anyway, he got into your stash. I'm like, I don't have a stash, ma'am. I have a job and a bedtime. Maybe you'll find a closet full of brownies that Megan had <laughs> hidden away. Yeah, maybe Megan's doing it. Oh. oh. <laughs> What's going on in there? Dinner was great. Yeah. The Wheaties Nothing. are speaking up. Even if the dog ate a full joint, it wouldn't do anything because THC has to be heated to be activated. I don't even know what that means. Oh, you don't speak Wheaty. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But she said that you can get into, like a dog can eat that stuff and it does affect them somehow. So I don't know what, if they had to, it maybe smoked it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards mushroom, to be honest with you, because that makes sense. It's back there. For him to get a hold of pot somehow. Yeah, he'd like weed. You'd think so. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah, he's athletic. He's young. He's black. He probably does like weed. I think you're probably right, Brady. But he likes the mushrooms, too. So Jack he, Griner? Yeah, he was raised by white people because he's got hallucinogens, too. He likes those. Yeah, little Jack Griner. <laughs> You want to watch TV a little louder, Philip? Oh. I kind of wanted to climb in his head, though, and find out what's going on. But it was a weird night, and it's continuing to be weird. So I'm waiting for updates. I may have to run off. Hopefully Toledo left it with like a thousand best of clips. Ah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> ah, we'll figure something <laughs> out. Don't worry about it. it we the... just got an update from Toledo. Oh, yeah? How's that? Cruising at 35,000 feet. Just another 24 short hours to go. 24 oh. hours? Yeah, because he's got a big layover got? in San Francisco. Yeah. He's got a day to fly. San Fran, Tokyo, then, oh, then Tokyo, then sucks. Then Bangkok, and oh. ten hours in Tokyo. Yeah, they're doing like a half a day in Tokyo, so you can't even really leave the airport. No, I mean you could, but you're going to walk around the airport of Tokyo, and it's not like Tokyo's airport is right dead center of the right. tourist you're area. Walking into downtown out of the airport, <laughs> not happening. You're out, in the, and then you got to take a cab, and I got a chance at a Fabada Wango. I can't talk to, that. I, and then you're going to get lost, so you're not even going to risk that worst oh, trip ever. That is miserable. Yeah. Nope. That's when he told me the ten-hour layover in Tokyo. Yeah, You're so you know what? Tired. You know what caused this is oh. us constantly making fun of him taking vacations where he drove all over the place for like. You know, I'll top it with the fly. Oh, I'll show them I'm going a real vacation. He went on some crazy dumb Thailand vacation. I think I'd rather drive. Yeah, I don't know if I, if I was 17 and my parents wanted to fly me to Thailand, I wouldn't want to go. I didn't like going on car trips with them. I hated it. I hated car trips with the family. As a young boy, I hated it. My mom smoked. The car stunk. Uh, I felt sick. I liked to stay up. I didn't mind the car part. I just didn't like it, it, Inevitably, it was always a problem. 
and God forbid my dad would get sleepy because he'd try to drive through it, and we'd have to ride the reflectors. We rode the refle- – I can't tell you how many times when they invented the, the road reflector that that's how my dad stayed awake for road trips for hundreds of miles. You told that. The whole way. Keeps me awake. And he's just guzzling a thermos of coffee. He didn't drink coffee. For some reason, he's like a baby. You put my dad in a car, he goes to sleep in like five minutes. But he wanted the he had to drive. The wheels. And then he'd let my mom drive. And I remember I finally kind of fell asleep in the car. And I just woke up to, God damn it. I didn't know, Dan, there was construction. And we're somewhere in the middle of Pennsylvania. Happened and, twice with us yeah. every time Bunny took the wheel. <laughs> we get lost. Going the same place Missed we always went. Yep. I didn't know the exit, and now I'm in the forest. We're nice Amish people, and we're not even close to where we need to be. God damn it, Marcy. He turned on all the way for another two <laughs> We're hours. making up time. We're going to get there. i, I got to stay awake, God damn it, because nobody in this car is capable. You know, I worked all day. <laughs> what, Dad? And we'd do it in the daytime. We drove to Los Angeles once. And my dad's like, all right, let's go. Pack it up. 8 a.m., we got to go. And he gets behind the wheel, and all of a sudden you see his head nodding around. I'm like, are you sleeping? Like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> all the way down the I-10 from, from Jackrabbit Road to California. <laughs> and then cars would come, like, go by us. And my dad's driving. He's the asshole. He's driving in the middle of the road. And a car, would, up go, dust. car would go by us. And my dad would go, go get him, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a hurry. It was the worst. So I can't imagine a plane trip with my family to a foreign land where we all have to stay together the whole time. For, Brady loves his family. I don't love anybody that much. I don't want to spend that kind of time with anyone. That's not bonding. That's hating. All I could be thinking is after that voyage there, oh. dreading, oh. eight days from now, we got to come back. Do it back. again. And you're going to have more stuff. You're going to have more luggage. You're going to have more, like, tchotchkes. It's going to be a bigger pain in the ass to get back than it was to get there. And getting there was no fun. And I'm, I guarantee you that trip back, he's got, like, double layovers, too. Ugh. Thailand. No, thank you. And the payoff is Thailand. <laughs> no. No way. Have you, and by, I, last night, just for fun, I did the English to Thai translator. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. If you get to say any of that Even stuff, if they say it, I you, mean, you could speak to them through that. They would understand. Yeah, but you, once they respond back. Yeah. You're going to hold again, on. Spell that. By, what's a schwa five? Uh, he's going to get murdered over there. Good You'd on You'd be him. surprised. You'll be, I mean, you can get around. That's not a rookie. That's not a rookie vacation. This is his rookie overseas vacation. <laughs> this is, that's not. That's, he's that's, stepping into you, it. You stepped into people who have been world travelers for a long time. They're ready for Thailand. Our, my buddy Jim Wilson went to Phuket and Bangkok, but he travels all over. That was like his 15th or 16th exotic location, not his first. That's a crazy first trip. Good luck to him, though. I'm rooting for him. But the, it's better than the big American U-turn, but it's not by much. Anyway, we'll be fine without him, and that's really going to sting for him and his family. Uh, it's 617. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one! And we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.